Hello, Acapella Radio. Welcome to another exciting episode of Talk Acapella. It's a podcast for the acapella community where we examine the culture as well as the ins and outs of vocal music along with the people who are working to shape it. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Alexander. Joining me as always is... Alicia Edwards. Brian, how are you? I am doing well. How about yourself? I'm pretty good. Earlier today, mm-hmm. I hit a wall and I was like, I'm just going to fall asleep. Wait, I, di- by I didn't. That, did you mean you like punched a wall or no, you no, just no. got tired? I got tired. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't want to make any assumptions, so I had to ask. Well, we all know what, ass- what assumptions do. Whoa, okay. That's pretty normal for the end of the week, you know? Yeah, that yeah, you know. I mean, I have a, like a four- 35 to 40 minute commute from my office to my house, so traffic wasn't too bad today, so I have nothing to complain about there. I'm curious, what do you use for your commute? Are you a podcast person? Are you a listen to the radio? YouTube goes I on I am a it. Spotify premium user. Whoa, fancy. All the way. All the way. It premium is, it okay is totally, i didn't know you were living like that totally right? worth the extra ten dollars and thirty cents a month <laughs> man I, like I, you know i wish 100%. i could shell it out but it's I, I can't i haven't i can't do that you know well hey I'm, you probably got a stimulus check so that's 1400 <laughs> divided by ten dollars and thirty cents you know i'd rather use that money for something i probably don't need hey you don't need realistic i mean you don't need spotify premium i feel like i would enjoy it though i'm just saying you should do it you know what if the streaming services like hulu and netflix would come down on their prices maybe i could afford something else but i have all those too five different streamer actually if you get spotify premium it comes with hulu oh wait comes Uh, oh yeah i have hulu because of spotify okay yeah you might be convincing me here well we will, we will have to continue that chat another time. I am very right. excited for today's guests. So am I. We and have I, some guests I mean, joining us from your neck of the woods. From my neck of the woods. That's right. We have yeah. Phil Childs and Josh Crabb from Utah Valley University's Voice Line. How are y'all doing today? Doing pretty good. How are you guys? Pretty good. Can't really complain too much. It's Friday. Well, I mean, we're yes. recording. We're recording on a Friday. Yeah. It's a little bit different, <laughs> yeah. but hey. A little hey, different, but you know, that's okay. You know, we roll with yeah, it. Happens. So for you guys, do you live on campus, off campus? What's the living situation for you guys? I live way out in Harriman, just okay. still with my parents. I'm also broke, so they're... Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, we we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm I'm driving to Harriman after really? we're done here actually. <laughs> yeah? I mean, I'd say let's hang out, but Sure. Yeah. Well, we'll see how this interview goes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if at the end of it we're like, yeah, well, we'll extend an invitation. No, right, we're actually okay. we're actually going to go visit some friends. Or it could be like, I'm good not talking to those people. <laughs> they were, they were hey, weird. I am very social with lots of people. Yes. Weird and not. So, right. I can weird... attest to that. But it's so great to have you guys on the show with us. For our listeners out there, can you share with us a little bit about yourself? Can you share with our listeners what voice part you all sing? How long you've been in the group and kind of just your background in music in general okay so i am a high high tenor soprano even it's great <laughs> unless you have to sing regular tenor parts and then it's like, <laughs> really reach. Good point. Yeah. uh but I, I also beatbox every now and then so i guess yeah i i don't really i haven't done anything in music other than like choir in high school in terms of music i don't i don't know what i'm doing kind of so is this like new territory the acapella experience like doing this like regularly and consistently oh, yeah yeah because okay. I, I mean I, I don't know about anyone else but I, in choir i just sort of like went and showed up and like that was it but with acapella it's it's like a whole different you gotta you have to practice if you just show up and then like that's it then you're messed up so you gotta you're letting your team down exactly then you get in trouble with me can't have that no 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 no. 
I, I have to ask, Josh, where do you bottom out when you're singing? Oh, so it was honestly a, a G below middle C a long for a long, long time. Just recently, like this year, I can do a C below that, so an octave. Okay. So okay. it's it's not pitiful anymore, but it's still <laughs> that's, not great. That's where I that's where I bottom out. Really? So I was really curious. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Awesome. What about yourself, Phil? So for me, I try to sing anything from bass up to high tenor. My natural voice part is a baritone, a high baritone. But since I've grown up some, I have been able to stretch that quite a bit, which has been fun. I'm originally from New York. And so I hail from the East Coast. So I've been out in Utah now about seven years. I got into music. So my mom would have said he came out of the womb singing because all I did was cry. Um, but for me, it was more of, I really got into singing when I moved to Indiana before I moved here. And it was required to get into choir or band. And I did band for a week and a half about. And okay. was like, nope. And so I switched and moved into uh, choir. And from there, it was just awesome. I freaking loved it every second and haven't looked back. This is awesome. I like that we have the the varying backgrounds in music. It always makes it the perspective and the responses we get to questions that much better. So this is really cool. So talk to me a little bit about Voiceline because it, of course, Voiceline has been around for a few years, but I still feel like it's this growing acapella group in a sense. But you guys are doing really cool things. I know that over the last couple of years, at least in terms of the perspective of the acapella community, we've seen and like heard a lot about Voiceline. I feel like they're there's been so much more exposure coming from the group. And I'm just curious, is there anything specifically that you can tribute the growth and the rise and exposure of voice line to? Is that something you all have been working on? Is that, you know, just generally people learning about the group or you do all doing more gigs? You know, what's the story of voice line and kind of how you've grown over the last few years? For sure. I think for from my perspective, I give a lot to my predecessor, Steve Copeland. He is one of the founding members of Voiceline and the director of Voiceline until myself. He had a vision of what he wanted and he didn't back down from that, which was really great. And so the year I joined, we just were trying to do everything that we could to get people to know who we were. We perform we competed at DA that year. We decided we were going to try and just sing as much as possible and so it was just awesome that first year and then since then it just kept going of we're adding new voices we're adding new people and and just the group dynamic changed and when i think it was my second or third i think it was my third year we got approached by our university to help do music videos for us and nice and so if that was great that's a big deal yeah <laughs> that's a lot of resources that become available because wouldn't have had yeah them. we have the funds to do it and everything and yeah. so they were like we'll take care of a big chunk of it and so that's when our first music video or our second music video came out that went really well was what christmas means to me by stevie wonder that and super fun long music video we can talk about that <laughs> later but i think from that point on it was just like okay this is what voice line is and this is what we want it to be and we eventually want it to be a part of the school and so that's our projected goal so right now we're just trying to get as much exposure as possible doing music videos as much as we can especially in this covid time that's kind of what has happened to voice line over the years and what we're trying to accomplish is just get more people to know who we are and know that like byu is not the only group here in right. utah so josh as someone who's coming into kind of acapella with, I guess, like a fresher perspective, seeing that you didn't do much of it 
in high school as well, which most of us didn't do acapella in high school. But as somebody who's new to the whole acapella experience and being a member of Voice Line, what's been your perspective on the whole acapella experience and just kind of jumping into it and kind of doing it regularly and this new way of performing? I'm always curious about people who are just like brand new to acapella. What's been your experience with Voice Line? I got to say, I and I don't know if this is uh, even specifically Voice Line or anything, but one of the favorite things uh, of mine is just, and this is going to sound weird, but mattering, you know what I mean? Like in choir, if, if you just didn't mm-hmm. sing, but like kind of mouth the words, like no one would know. But in acapella, I really like that. Like <laughs> every part kind of matters. Just that alone, like every single person in the group being in charge of themselves is something that I've really loved. And in terms of voice line, you can, one of my favorite things is when every member puts in their best work, then, you know, we get really counting stuff. And that's, and that's such a great point because I think that we don't focus enough on the value of each member in acapella versus a, a choir setting, like you're saying, where you could have 30 people and now, you know, you have to be so much more on your game when you come to acapella as you're saying like you said you bring a huge level of importance to that like if you don't know your part if you screw something up people will notice true and it's and it's not just you that's that would look bad in the event that you just don't know your part it's going to be the whole group because each part i feel like it's synergy the whole is greater than the sum of the parts if you take out a part from any acapella piece it's not going to be complete it's going to feel like something is missing yeah and on top of that for me at least i i feel like you get your foundations and like high school choir that's where you start at the end of the day but you really grow for me I grew so much by being an acapella group because Mm -hmm. I was developing so much more of my skills because as Josh saying I had to be that resource I had to be a valuable resource to the group at the end of the day I had to hold my own part I had to make sure I was practicing outside rehearsal time so I think there's something to be said about just spending time as a musician in a group like this especially for us because typically our group is nine has been in the past and since I've taken over I've cut it down to seven and so now it's like oh, wow. you all have to know your parts really well or else. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah. It, it really makes it that much more important for every person to contribute their 110% so that it's not just Agreed. the solo. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I, and I mean, I feel like not to like put a sailor, like the, the two spots that are now gone didn't matter, but it, it's kind of like you're trimming the fat. Seven people. Yeah, it's it just just like what we've been talking about. I mean, I'm going to switch gears a little bit because Phil, you mentioned a buzzword we've all talked about, COVID. How has Voiceline been managing throughout the pandemic? Can you tell us how much things slowed down for you in terms of activity, projects, recordings? Yeah, so the amount of meetings that we've had haven't actually slowed down, which has been really nice. We meet three times a week, two hours each rehearsal. And I actually, so JD Frizzell, I saw a post on his high school group, one of his high school groups, that they were using pop filters as like masks per se. And I'm like, that is genius. And that's what we've been doing. So I (laughs) went on Amazon and I bought seven or eight pop filters. All the voice line guys have their own pop filter. We already had mic stands. And so they just attach it to the mic stand, take off their mask and sing into their pop filter. That is such a great idea. (laughs) So that has been super helpful for us in the sense of being able to hear each other a little bit better, not feeling like you're swallowing your Mm -hmm. mask, things like that. But with 
performing and things like that, that slowed down a lot this year. We've done one in-person performance. And so that was really tough coming from like performers. We're like, we want to be in front of people. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of switched gears about halfway through the year when COVID decided that it was going to really ramp up for us. (laughs) To upend all of our lives. so like (laughs) we decided as a group that instead of trying to put a performance together for the end of the year, that we were going to try and put out a CD. And so that's what our goal is right now is to, we've got quite a few songs right now. We're rehearsing and we're trying to get everybody into my studio here to record all the songs and hopefully put out a CD probably midsummer to right before school starts is the goal. Okay. Uh, Good luck. So That's yeah, awesome. I was I was going to ask have you increased anything like more music videos versus live performances stuff yeah. like that but it sounds like you've got you've yeah, got we're, it we're trying out. to keep things and for me it was more of from a director standpoint how can I make this beneficial for my guys? Mm-hmm. How can I make this mm-hmm. beneficial for the group and not just show up to rehearsals just to sing songs and then go home and do nothing with them. And so right, right. Uh, we spent a long time doing like our ICCA set and trying to figure that out and and then we switched gears and like all right now we need to just hammer out songs that we want to do as a group and that was fun to decide as a group what songs we want to put on an album and now we're just trying to get that in the works so that by the end of the semester we have all the music at least recorded so that we can get it out and mixed and stuff like that that's awesome i want to emphasize something that you just mentioned you said you want to make it a good experience for your guys and we kind of talked about how each member of the group adds value but you also want to make sure the group is adding value like you want to enrich your members lives you don't want to have people who just come and they contribute and they're they don't feel like they're getting anything out of it because if you're not going to be able to keep exactly. people. Well, jo- this is Josh's second year. Yeah. And yeah. so Josh has been in the okay. two years now. And it's been fun to start giving like Josh and some of my other members more responsibility of like, hey, I'm not going to okay. do everything this yeah. year. Here's social yeah. media. Here's arranging. Here's figuring out what songs we want to do. Mm-hmm. And so Josh has actually picked up a huge slack of arranging a lot of our songs and things like that this year. Oh, wow. And so That's it's awesome. been super fun to have this year in particular a strong involvement from the group. And it's not just Mm -hmm. top down. It's more of, all right, let's collectively figure out what we want to do and then go do it. When I think when you do that, you get more buy-in from your members too. So that's, that's awesome. When you all were, I guess, making that switch to, I guess, functioning during the pandemic, did that in any way change morale? Because I know that for some groups, you know, like you guys are talking about, acapella groups can be a really cool social thing that takes up quite a bit of time for people, not just the music aspect of it. Whereas other groups, it can just be, hey, we're just here for the music and you know everybody go home and do your thing but I'm, I'm curious in any way by making these switches did that change morale because I know some people come into acapella groups and like man I plan on having this experience with the group and you know no one ever really right. thought about yeah. hey it's going to be a virtual experience <laughs> so how, uh, how did I mean, that guess, affect uh, last year we had a set to perform live and we got did we arrange that song we didn't have that we had to come up with a totally new song we just did a music video instead of a live performance and i know for a lot of people actually it was disappointing to say the least because like we worked so hard on what seven or eight we had we had a whole like 45 minutes yeah set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and we didn't get to oh, this point but yes but even before that so like oh, last man. last year like last year's group We moved on to semifinals for ICCA, and I think it was a week or, no, it was like three weeks before our semifinal um, was about to go on, 
that they started like, well, we may have to cancel. And then they were like, we're canceling Ugh. it. And no, yeah. that's a huge And so for kill. us, for the last <laughs> years, that was really tough because we had some members mm-hmm. who one of their sole purposes of being in voice line was to perform and to get out there and perform. And mm-hmm. when that happened and then school shut down, so we had to stop meeting even. It was just like at that point, it was a morale killer. But I think this year's group came into it understanding that, okay, we're trying to put together an acapella group in a pandemic. And so there was more understanding of like, all right, we got to be cautious. Don't come to rehearsal if you're sick. Even if you're kind of feeling (laughs) sick, don't come to rehearsal, which also can be tough as a morale thing as well because when you're missing that part like we were talking Mm -hmm. about you know it you notice it and so i think overall the morale of the group has been actually really good they get along great they meet and talk and hang out outside of rehearsal i think it was during our spring break last week or the week before whatever yeah (laughs) we got together because everybody was kind of spread out and we played a a DD game together and so it was just super fun none of us oh nice nice you're speaking alicia's language (laughs) yeah you are so who was the game master the dungeon master before then right okay you were like nobody had played and i'm like how how did you do how did you do that the only thing he asked he was like, I have a couple of buddy, but he came up with everyone's player sheets and stuff. And it was just super fun. Wow. And so like, we get to do stuff like that. Yes. I got to ask. Um, we only, so we did How it, long did that last? It, it lasted two hours. I think we went for two hours. Yeah. Well, because we were trying That's to keep it, it in our rehearsal Pressed. time for that day. And so like we tried to keep it. In okay. Okay. A two hour block. We could have probably gone way longer. I'm like super impressed because yes. I was going to say, because those can go for like <laughs> yeah. four plus hours. So and it was that's more of an introductory normal. is what he said. It was like, this is your introduction oh, to uh, D&D and see if, if you guys want to keep playing. You okay. Will. And so okay. we probably will actually do yeah. it again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone had a blast. Nice. Nice. I'm so jealous of you guys and the the social exploration that you guys got to do. I'm like, I think that the most we did back in my group, we would do like movie nights and <laughs> we called it good. <laughs> but we, ne- we never went hardcore like D&D. But I- I'm so curious to learn more about all the, the inner workings of Voice Line here. But we are going to have to take our first commercial break. But don't go anywhere, listeners. We're going to continue speaking with both Phil and Josh on Tacapella right after this break. Want to learn from the best? You should check out Acapella Masterclass, where professionals at the top of their field show you how they became the best and how you can too. Learn from award-winning experts like Kristen Dennehy, Lisa Forgish, Trinfris Roundsfeld, Aaron Jensen, Blake Lewis, and more. We discuss topics like arranging, barbershop, beatboxing, composition, looping, social change, and things of the like. Go to acapellamasterclass.com to learn all the details. Acaville. Helping you be the best acapella musician you can be. And welcome back. (laughs) To Tacapella. Love it. Love it. We are here with Phil and Josh of Utah Valley University's Voice Line. And it's been so fun so far. I always love to talk to people who are local to where I live. So, I mean, I'm especially excited to continue this conversation. I feel like an outsider. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, you are. You should move back to Utah. Move back (laughs) to Utah, Brian. Maybe, maybe. I I can guarantee a visit. Without fail, always try to get Brian to move back to Utah so he can come see. I feel like every episode. Not quite. Not quite. I'm probably closer to that. So, Phil, you mentioned how much of a morale killer it was when ICCA just kind of varsity vocals just shut down the ICCA competition last year. This year, we witnessed a totally brand new format from varsity vocals for the annual ICCA event. Instead of an in-person competition, all the groups were required to produce a four-minute 
in-house video, you all put together a smashing rock heavy mashup of Centuries and Burn the House Down. What were your discussions like as you were planning this? How did that feel working um, with- It actually was quite fun. At the start, at the onset of it, it was like, okay, this is different. And okay. when they gave us, they were like, all right, and you only have four minutes. It's like, okay, here we go. It's a third. I feel like then half the time. Yep, it's a third the time. It's like 12 minutes. Yeah. But yeah, and so it's, it was, it's been it was a while fun since having like the discussion and rehearsal of like, okay, what do we want to do? First, it was, all right, are we going to do ICCA? If that was a yes, which it was, it's like, okay, then we need to decide, are we going to do a single song? Are we going to do a couple songs and try to do four minutes? And then I don't remember who suggested, I think, oh, so Spencer, the soloist on Centuries, he was like, we should do Centuries. I would love to do that. And then someone else brought up <laughs> Burn the House Down. And the other soloist, Luke, brought up Burn the House Down. <laughs> Pretty much, they didn't choose Wait, who got the two soloists yeah. chose the songs? But they were the ones that like suggested it. Okay. And so okay. I took it home and I was like, okay, how can we make this happen and sound good? We didn't know if we, we wanted to mash up. And then just while we were playing one of the songs, like it just, like it I think just, it was, think Luke it was, was playing out of nowhere. Out someone of nowhere. was like, just like just sang like along and it, it kind of fit. And we're it like, whoa. whoa. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't actually at a rehearsal. It was at our retreat. Yeah. 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 So we were at, we were up in a cabin, which was fantastic. And so we were up in a cabin and we were talking about it. And we're like, oh, we should do something. And. And so when we decided on these two songs, I was like, all right. So I took it home and I downloaded both songs and both versions, just like the backing parts and then the solos, acapella versions of each of the songs and kind of mashed them together as mm -hmm. I could. I was like, okay, how would this fit? Because they're in two different keys mm -hmm. and they're in two different tempos. And so I was like, oh no, I've never done this before. Let's try it. And I actually ended up sending it before I sent it to the guys. I sent it to uh, Steve Copeland and I was like, all right, Steve, listen to this. Tell me if it works. Cause I was like, hearing sounds great, but I don't know. And he's like, definitely works. It's killer. And so uh, from that point on, I decided and I was like, all right. And so I think I arranged it in two days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I arranged it in two days. Wow. And Jeez. My goodness. I've talked about how one of the guys in my group yeah. is a machine because he can crank out yeah. an arrangement every two, week. Two days, I but... arranged that song. Spencer, who was one of the solos, he also helped me on some parts that I was like, okay, I can't really, I don't know if I like this or not. Mm -hmm. And so we went in he was like, oh, let's try something like this. And then I recorded practice tracks and I sent it to all the guys. I was like, all right. Who wants to audition for what solos? Everybody who wanted to audition, we picked the solos, and then we went from there. So I'm curious. So does yeah, so do your we do practice tracks for everything. The, the, Whether or okay. Josh arranges it or someone outside arranges it okay. for us. If they don't send us practice tracks, Josh and I'll create practice tracks. Just because for me, when I first got into acapella okay. and voice line, it was really tough. It was really hard to learn via just like listening to it. But as I got used to that. It became like, okay, I could learn a song in an hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's how I run the group now is like, that learn it, hear kind of what the song should sound awesome. like. And so, okay. but yeah. And so we did that. And then we decided we were talking how we wanted to do the music video. And my head was like this last year, year and a half has been crazy and awful at points. And I'm like, I want to smash things. Yes. You I'll know, so, like, there is a, it's yes. called a rage room. So, yes. There's a rage room. <laughs> yes. We were talking yep. about doing it. There's like also going to one in America. And having Fork. our videographer guy come in and like mm -hmm. do video, but we didn't have the money for it. So I was like, oh, that's okay. That so we would find some stuff that we can break. Cool. And yeah. Luke, one of our okay. found on, I think it was KSL, he found the TV that was smashed in our video for free. Someone was just giving it away for free. And then all the plates, I think total we spent like, 
20 to 30 bucks on stuff to break. Wow. For those of you yes. who are not local to Utah, for our and listeners, so, KSL is very similar to Craigslist. Yeah. That but sounds for like, Utah, yeah. Idaho, Arizona. I'm like, that sounds like a very affordable <laughs> music video. Yeah, like, totally. To I was going to say, notes. I have a TV here y'all could have broken too. <laughs> I was just going to ask in terms of video, because one of the, the different format changes or among many is that all the legwork and production had to be done within groups themselves. So you all had that history already with doing videos. Was that an issue or a concern at all in terms of, hey, now we really have to make sure every I was, aspect I was a from little the music worried. to the video <laughs> is done? Just or how did that? I knew that I had the most experience with all of the like recording and the video stuff. And so I was like, okay, so I'm going to have to do probably a good chunk of this. And so I was like, okay, so YouTube was my best friend. <laughs> and I watched YouTube probably for a week straight of just Love like it. tutorial yes, videos same. on yeah. things that I wanted to do because the concept of it was that very glitchy setting. Like, so if you watch a music video, there's a lot of glitches and stuff like that. And we kind of want it to be that raw glitchy kind of feel. But I was like, I have no idea how to do any mm-hmm. of that. So YouTube became my best friend. And Yeah. And so it was super fun just to like, okay, this is what I've got. And then I would send it to the group and like, all right, what are your thoughts? Do you have any critiques? Do you want something different? And so it was kind of a back and forth collaboration of like, okay, I want you guys to be happy with this as well as myself, of course. And like, we all were like, we watched it, I think twice before we submitted it once early on when I finished kind of a rough draft and then the final right before I submitted it I was like all right this is what it like will be like your draft yeah are you guys okay with it and we all loved it like we had a blast with it and we're we're happy the way it turned out oh yeah it's a great <laughs> video it was really fun to watch and for for you Josh oh. what was what was a, a favorite part of it not Sorry. accurately represent how it felt because it was it was not great it was freezing there was no ground it was like hills you know what i mean like there was so it was a lot of I can't even count the number of times I slipped. So it was like, you know what I mean? Like it, it was a lot like a lot of, I mean, it was fun, but it was a lot of like pain. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a lot of, put a lot of effort into it. And Phil said, it's like, it turned out awesome. And we really loved it. So we, I was totally so, surprised. So you're saying that, that uh, awesome. living the life of like a rock star is not as glamorous as they make <laughs> yeah. it out to be. They only show you, they only show you the good stuff. Oh man, that's crazy. That kind of reminds me, I have like the opposite experience. Mm. Like when I was on Noteworthy, the very first music video we did was Oh Holy night and it was NSYNC so holy night and we filmed it at the Riverwoods in Provo and our director was like okay everyone dress like it's really cold outside so we're all like wearing gloves and scarves and coats and it was like late September so we're like it's not that cold that sounds or maybe maybe early October but it hadn't snowed or anything yet that year and so we're like it was so much fun so cold it was really hot yeah yeah. And now that the video was completed, you know, we we got to saw this see this past week the start of ICCA. We saw all the videos which was great. It was uh it was a really cool experience just to, for the first time to have the public just to access like all of this acapella content at once because normally you have to go deep diving on the internet to just find like ICCA content. Trust me, I look every single year and I'm just like, <laughs> thank the Lord they put it in one spot for me. Have you guys had any feedback or reception from friends or family or just viewers in general that have been able just to digest the... For me, so I, I showed it to all of my family after ICCA and they were like, this is awesome. It was so fun. For myself, the biggest critique or the best critique I could get is 
from my predecessor Mm because I'm like, those were some big shoes to fill. I was like, okay, can I do it? And he liked it. And so I was like, okay, good. And question with this new format, one thing, and maybe I didn't read the rules well enough. Do the judges still offer some kind of score sheet or critique or notes for you all? They do. Yes. So we we got our, our score sheet and every judge gave us stuff that we could improve on and things like that. So this year was a little different in the sense of what they critiqued because like a majority of the videos and audio is like pitch corrected and stuff like that and or like doubled and things. And so it wasn't so much about, it was more of the production of, all right, can we hear all the parts? Does it sound cohesive? How's the music video in context with the songs that you chose? It was more of that. And so it was really nice because for myself, as I'm trying to get better at recording and stuff like that, it was great because they gave some really good feedback on like, oh, we would love to hurt hear the beatbox more during the beginning chunk of your song and things like that. And so it was really nice. I liked a lot of the critiques and a lot of the things that they gave us because for me, it's more of, all right, how can we improve to make our next year's video or the next video that we do better? And so it was a really unique opportunity to get some good feedback on something that we did from start to finish of like, okay, these are things that we can improve on in producing a song or producing a music video that will play off better for a wider audience. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think what's really cool about that is they're going to give you feedback on the judges will give you feedback on elements that aren't necessarily specific to a video. The mm-hmm. you mentioned we'd like to hear the beatboxer more towards the beginning of the song. That's something that you could easily incorporate into a live performance when we get back to those. Yeah. And on top of that, it sounds like a lot more was geared towards like the art instead of just like you're talking about the the accuracy of the notes or the minor details that they would focus on in a live competition it sounds like they were actually giving feedback for artists instead of just a competition set at the end of the day because I, I feel like that's what so many groups focus on when you go to the ICA it was like oh man we got like an eight or we got a seven and balance or tone or whatever and it's like th- this year it sounds like what can we do to kind of improve who we are as musicians not just our vocal well, and, capabilities and I think a big piece of that is they want to encourage groups to do more to be more seen I think as acapella has gone on like there's that ebb and flow right of all right acapella is super popular when sing-off comes out and then pentatonics kind of carries it for a long time and then it kind of dipped off yeah um, but the nice thing is it's not gone. It's still vibrant. It's still out there. And with more acapella groups, especially collegiate acapella groups going out and saying like, all right, let's put more content out there not just going and competing in ICCA and that's it for the year really. And then we do like an end of the year concert. I know for Voiceline, that's ne- ICCA was never, excuse me, ICCA was never our, our end goal of like, we're going to study and get a song solid down for ICCA. Our plan is we want to put on a good show. And so the first year we competed, we decided we were going to sing songs that were already in our set and kind of put them together in a 12 minute set and just have fun go out and put on a great show we didn't worry about pitch or things like that granted of course we worried about that beforehand but like on stage it was like (laughs) how can we get people enjoying acapella and so that's always been our goal is to put out content and perform to give people a good show and so yeah i think that's been a great thing for us is especially this year is with what we're trying to do is we want to make sure that we put out content that is good and that is enjoyable and i think icca helped a lot with helping other groups who haven't done that a lot this year or in the past learn that oh we actually could do this and it's good and people enjoy it and people give us good feedback and things like that and so i think 
as you as we go on for the next couple of years, I think you'll see more groups putting out more content and being willing and to do that. And I think that's that kind of what sets us apart just... in the ICCA. We oh, didn't, I feel like sorry. a lot more groups do, and this is not musically technical, but like boring songs. And we had a, sure, yeah, no, and I, I don't know. I, again, I'm a lot of that, stuff. That's fair to like, say. Just not, I'm not interested. If I wasn't in it, then I wouldn't care about it, you know? And I think this is kind of giving all of Acapel like the opportunity to just be like entertaining to people who have no idea what they're looking at is can still make it fun for them. So that's such a strong point because you're saying I think you can go to like an ICC event and you'll watch a group put on this really artsy or nuanced kind of performance and it's cool to see you know in person and if you're a fan of acapella but as you're saying I don't know if everything would be as appealing to a non acapella fan out at the end of the day so I so agree with you with these new videos it really challenged people to be hey how do we it's almost like how do we make acapella a bit more mainstream how do we connect with the audience that won't normally come to the show so i think that's great what if that was everyone's intent behind this new format or not it worked out so with that with competition since we are talking about this i feel it's important that we bring up another competition that you all kind of recently within the last year i guess kind of competed in just because there was so much buzz around it i feel like i had to ask you about it so you all competed in the upstage acapella competition this past fall which is it's really cool you know i think that that was one of the first if not the first like event that like once the pandemic hit people were kind of hurrying trying to figure out what can we do to keep people engaged and that was one of the first things i heard about at the same time there was a lot of talk about in the community so i'm wondering if you all could just like set the record straight for everyone by sharing with us your opinions of the event as well as the people who were involved with it for sure first upstaged i'm grateful that they decided to do something like that because i was very lost with all right how are we gonna make voice line fun and so like i'm so grateful for them and being willing to create a platform for groups to say like all right this is what we've done and we still want to compete and we still want to put out what we've spent our hard time doing and so i'm grateful for that i so debbie who's one of the producers who contacted us was great she would text me all the time like hey we just need this from you or hey tune in we're gonna show the results of this or whatever it may be and so she was super communicative and very hands-on which was really nice everybody involved i think was just kind and willing to work in any way that they could to help you out whether that be if they just needed to email you or text you they figured out what worked best for you and they did that and so overall i thought it was a great competition it was super fun it was fun to even get our voice line alums to like actually go and vote and stuff like that and so got to talk to a lot of guys that i haven't talked to in years and so that was a cool experience for me being i've been in voice line now five years and so it was a cool experience i think overall and i loved the video that we put in for our video it's probably one of my favorite videos that we've done so yeah do you all feel in terms of like an alternative competition experience in acapella community because of course we have festivals where they have competitions and of course we have the big one the icca do you feel that upstage could potentially and i have no idea if it's something that they plan on continuing but do you feel like it's something that should be an option to the acapella community from my standpoint i think any kind of competition when it features acapella to pretty much just give it out there to show people this is what groups in college are doing now is beneficial and I think 
as it goes on and as they learn more about their setup and system, because there were some things that were, it took a lot longer to do the results show for the second round than it did the first round. And they just weren't prepared for it. And that's partly because it's the first time they've ever done something like that. And so I think as it goes on, if they continue to do it, they're more prepared and know, okay, these are the things that we need to do, or these are the things that we need to tell people up front of expect this. Because yeah, I thought it was super fun. And I think it can be a cool way to feature groups that you never heard of the first group that we were competing against. I'd never heard of them. And so I like, I went and looked them up and like YouTube them and Facebook stock them and all that fun stuff. And I'm like, these guys are so awesome. It's so fun. <laughs> and so I think it gives the, a good platform for groups that you've never heard of to shine. In terms of challenges with upstage, would you say, cause you touched a little bit uh, on communication. What was that? The only, I guess, note that you all kind of paid attention to in terms of things that they could have improved on. I think they could have improved on and continue to improve on the structure a little bit more of we're going to keep it to you have a week to vote. Mm. Once that week's over, we have a week to tabulate scores. And then on that next week, we show the results. I think that that process, I think as they get more traction, they'll learn how to do that a little bit better. That was probably my biggest note of just it took so long to get the results for the second round because they were having to go back and recount or do these Mm. things. And I'm like, okay, this is taking forever. I'm getting bored now. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's, I think, with the generation that we live in Mm -hmm. right now is we get bored easy. And so you can't just like give us, oh, we're going to get it out in a week. And then three weeks later, oh, now we're giving it to you. Well, and I think think people nowadays are accustomed to getting things quickly. Mm -hmm. I feel like technology has, and the evolution of that has made that a reality. Yeah, it's that whole instant gratification generation that we're all living in. Totally, totally. And speaking of instant gratification, I love to tease people. So we're not going to give you that right now. We're not going to continue with Voiceline until after this commercial break. You may not know this, but Acaville is a nonprofit. We're a community-supported organization, and the way we keep our lights on and keep the music spinning is largely through memberships and contributions. So I encourage you to be a member of Acaville. Not only will you support everything that we're doing and supporting the community and bringing great music and features to you, but... There are some pretty killer member benefits out there as well. Head on over to Acaville.org. Check out the member benefits because we'd love to have you as a member of the Acaville community. And welcome back to our final segment of Tacapella. We are here with Josh and Phil from Utah Valley University's Voice Line for one of my favorite segments of the show, Rapid Fire. So Phil and Josh, are you I'm ready? Nervous. Yeah, I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should be to- totally kidding brian you oh, ready I-, I think i'm ready i'm right there okay i will i will start us off <laughs> question number one what is your favorite non-music uh, activity sleeping. oh i am right there <laughs> I- with, with you <clears throat> i'm there with the sleeping <clears throat> but i t- i can appreciate oh, yes. the cooking awesome question number two what is your favorite artist to cover oh. who, is, who your is your favorite you know you can't you know answer what? that I question didn't put that word before <laughs> that's so hard I don't know about favorite, but right now I'm listening to a lot of Dua Lipa, and I'm kind of hoping to arrange stuff like some some weird I don't know Ooh. arrangement. I don't know. I don't know who that is. I'll have to check that out. Good stuff. A person that's on the radio, Alicia. Come on, Come on you got to give it the times. Space L L I P A. Yeah. Wait, wait. Dua yeah. Lipa L I P A. All right. 
I'm going to have to check them. Her. I think it's a her. Her? I don't don't know what their pronouns are. I will check her out. My favorite probably would be Sam Smith. Okay. Can you hit those notes? I'm I'm kidding. (laughs) Oh, okay. Not as cleanly as he can all the time, but yes. Okay, fair enough. Question number three. Cats or dogs? Cats. Well, I'm allergic to both, but my family outvoted me and we got cats anyway. So I kind of have have a vendetta, so it's, it's nothing they did. Yeah. You know, Seems appropriate. I have, yeah. I have three cats and my <laughs> yeah, husband's allergic. There. But to be fair, gotcha. we yeah, got them before yeah. he found that out is, he was that allergic. Is Take some Benadryl. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And we do, we do very, <laughs> very much love dogs. So we are animal people. Yeah. All right. If you could drink only one thing for the rest of your life and not and the answer cannot be water. I guess be? Mountain Dew. Does it have to be like a certain like flavor? Because <laughs> there's lots of flavors of Mountain Dew. Because I because it. No, it can be anything. Yeah, because I would just do. That's lots a, that's of the flavors. loophole yeah. right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mountain Dew. <laughs> now I gotta ask. Oh, what's man. your top I, Mountain Dew I flavor? I really like live the orange one. Yeah, that's. Oh my gosh, so good. Yeah, same. I wish yeah. they made it and in then, diet. Um, I wish they made it in my, diet or my, zero. The gas station by my house has a, this watermelon one, and like I, that's pretty something. Melanie, oh yeah, mango I, mango I melon, what, major melon. Like it's something. It's yeah. major melon or mango. I've no, only it's had it like twice. That's, that's it. really good. I, I. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah. I can't. I can't drink <laughs> yeah. the regular. Yeah. It's I, too I sweet for me. I gotta drink the zero. But I feel ya. I'm right there with ya. I. I. Mountain Dew. Any of those energy drinks at all? It's a soda. <laughs> well, there's it's an not energy an energy drink. drink. It's a yeah, soda it yeah. with Might caffeine. as well be energy drink. Might as well be. Right, it's right. a soda laced with caffeine. Pretty much. Now mine. What about you, Phil? What's your drink? That's hard. I would probably actually what I drink the most now is Crystal Light. I actually love Crystal Light. Okay. And so strawberry and Crystal Light. It's the good stuff. You can even get that caffeine. You can. Yes, you can. <laughs> Somebody loves caffeine. Yeah, Josh. <laughs> That's who we were thinking, yeah. Okay. Question number five. Who would play you in a movie of your life? <laughs> yes. Yes. That was true rapid fire, rapid fire yes. right I, there. I, off the top of my head, I think Josh Gad. I think. Yeah. Just think yeah. Guy. Denzel nice. sitting here Funny and guy Josh is right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my, my gosh. I, how, as far as, far as that, I'm concerned, we have that oh, going on right now. I was so, going to say, hey. how, would that, yeah. how would that go? Because I don't know if I've ever seen Denzel in like a comedy. He's not. Well, so he's not been in a comedy. She just said your life's a was, comedy. Is, he was in. She's laughing at us. It's <laughs> fine. I'm okay with that. But if you go back into old Denzel and watch A Preacher's mm-hmm. Wife with Denzel and Whitney Houston. Yeah. Denzel and, who? and Whitney Houston. Okay. Okay. I have to clarify. I was not saying <laughs> your life is a comedy, but Josh Gad, right. I've only seen in comedy. Yeah. So I'm thinking yeah. comedy, drama. Yeah. Yeah. So when you said, imagine they're sitting no, right yeah, here. I was, I would be funny. That's what I'm saying. I think, I feel like Denzel yeah. is just like yeah. naturally funny. Well, I'm like, even when it's not, he's normally yeah. serious in most of his roles, right. but he has those moments. He'll just say something like, I can think of like five lines and like, remember the Titans. I'm just like, okay. Dying okay. Fair enough. Fair so, enough. That's a fantastic. Fantastic movie. All right, next question. Text or text. calls? I feel like that's a generation, not a generational thing, but it's like the time well, that we live Well, I guess if it's a long now. conversation, it's, it's, then I wouldn't want to be typing for that long. I would rather just say it, but... That's fair. Well, and I'm, I'm right, thinking about right. that instant gratification thing with text yeah. messages. But, Unless that person leaves exactly. you on read forever. Which happens that's more true. often than that's, 
Yeah. Right. That's why my red receipts are off. Wow. Okay. So, like, I want to be able to read it. None of that. And if I don't want to answer right now, (laughs) you don't know that I've read it. Well, and I have my friends with iPhones. Brian knows one of them, Alex, who has those receipts turned on. And I'm like, I know you read it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Come on. Come on. Instant gratification (laughs) again. All right. Question number seven. What is your all-time favorite TV show? The Office. The Office. Supernatural. That's a good one. Yes. I like it. All right. I have have not watched all of that because... Has 15 seasons but, but my husband has and the man is, is not a crier show. I've seen I could count on the number on my one hand the number of times I have seen him cry and we've been married for six nice. and a half years he was yes. sobbing yes. at the finale the, yes. the, the series it, but beautiful alright next question what's the first thing you did when you woke up this morning snooze snooze I just went I back just to bed went... me too I mean I guess I just turned on music and like just sat there oh I looked at my phone so I did what we were just talking about I looked at my phone and read a text message but didn't reply there you go there you go I love it question nine what is one thing you always take with you when you travel sheet music really Really? Always. Really? I have sheet music in my trunk right That's now. That's interesting. <laughs> wow. Wait, do you like intentionally put it there or is oh, it just no. like so years One of the things ago? I have always done is if I ever go somewhere new or like to someone's house that I don't really know or even if I do know and they have a piano, I typically go and sit and play. And Because so, oh. I'm like, I love playing okay. different pianos. I love singing and playing piano. So. Yeah. That's really cool. It's a nice little icebreaker. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, what about like yourself, something Josh? something to like, play with, I guess. I have like a thing on my keys that like I can like fling them with. Yeah. Ba- like like if a fidget? I, yeah, a fidget thing or the thing that I have. I throw my keys, but they come back to me. But it looks like I just like chucked. Yeah. Like yeah, a boomerang? Yeah. So, oh, oh like is the, it like, yeah, the is it like a, a string? Like that, it's what it's for. The, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh. But I put it on my Yeah, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm thinking that you had a boomerang as like a set of keys that you just throw. He has a boomerang keychain and it's really really strong. I'm like that's gotta be the most exciting thing to see in person yeah. like ever just walking and somebody just throws their keys out yeah, and like yeah. a stranger's like yeah. what the heck and then okay. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah with the sound effect yeah of course yep that's right can't, can't forget that alright final it. question what is your go to karaoke song never gonna give you up yes it's really fun yeah. nice I approve. And I approve. Mm. Good, oh. choices. Yep, yep. good choices. Very good choices. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. That was quite the entertaining <laughs> round of rapid fire questions. I, ra- I rather sure enjoyed was. that. That was wonderful. I, I always enjoy these. <laughs> we always like to wrap up the show by offering our listeners some advice, something that they can take with them after the show concludes. So we like to pose a question to both Josh and Phil. If you could offer our listeners some advice, uh, what would you say? Be as happy as you can. That's whatever decision, if you're like trying to like make hard decision, whatever will make you happiest, I think will end up in the long run making you happiest. That was, I said the same thing twice, but there you go. Be happy. Love it. I think for me, do what you love and love what you do. Don't get stuck in a job that you don't like. Don't get stuck. Even like for acapella people, don't get stuck in a group that you don't like. Go start your own if you want to. That's the beauty of acapella is you can find people anywhere. But I think don't ever get stuck with something that you just regret doing or just wake up in the morning and like, oh, I have to go do this. Find something you love. Love what you do. Great advice from both of you all. Thank you all so much. If our listeners wanted to learn more about Voiceline, see any music videos, learn about any upcoming projects, where could they go? So if you go to our Facebook page or our Instagram page, it for Facebook or Instagram is Voiceline underscore UVU. And then everything else is UVU Voiceline. So if you look up UVU Voiceline anywhere, you can find out anything that we're doing, what our next music video will be, which hopefully will come out in May. I mean, we're excited about that. And then some music 
that we hope to have released over the summer. So yeah. Nice. Well, we will be looking out for that. (laughs) I just went and gave you a follow. I actually am surprised I wasn't following you before. (sighs) Come on. Come on, Alicia. Give it the time. I know. What's going on? Shame on (laughs) me. We'll forgive you that you now have followed us. It's okay. Perfect. And on that note, Alicia, where can our listeners go to follow you? You can follow me on Instagram, e.squared1989. How about you, Brian? You can find me on Twitter at TheBrianAlex, Brian with an I. Be sure to follow Tacapella. We have a Twitter account, Tacapella, two P's, two L's. And then check out our website, tacapella.org. And of course, go give the wonderful people at Akavu Radio a follow. They are the wonderful platform through which we stream through. And that's going to wrap up today's show. We want to thank Phil and Josh so much for coming and speaking with us uh, about all things voice line and just sharing their insight and opinions on all things music and life related. So thank you guys yeah. so much. Thanks. Thank you guys. It was so fun. Yeah, thanks. Awesome. Maybe we'll have to have yeah. you back once that CD drops. Ooh, I like that idea. Well, perfect. <laughs> That's going to wrap up today's show. For everything else, stay tuned.